Welcome to Not Another Runner podcast, a running and health related podcast created by a run of the mill, yes, pun intended, everyday runner. Join me for all things running, health and well-being related, for the highs and lows of life, training and chasing goals. This podcast is designed to keep you motivated and enthusiastic on your journey to health and happiness. Every time I run, I discover something new about me and about life, be it a reason why I run or a discovery of myself. I genuinely find gratitude through running. I am able to stay healthy and fit through the execution of my passion, but furthermore, I am able to achieve peace, presence, growth and discovery. And I love to hear all your stories on how running has changed your lives and what it's brought to you. I want to connect like-minded people through the power of podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Another Runner podcast. Um, wanted to say a quick thank you to some people firstly before I go on to introduce you to today's guest. So a thanks to JDB Runs London who's been listening into the podcast and shared it over on his story the other day calling it excellent motiva- Monday motivation. Nothing like listen to a podcast on a Monday to get motivated. That's exactly what I do. Um, So yeah, thank you for sharing JDB. Um, I think Kerry P09, thank you as well for sharing. And Perpetually Tired Panda, thanks for your support and all the lovely messages and sharing. Um, Run With Less as well, thank you for sharing. And Ben Arthur B. Um, And there were a couple of really, really nice messages I just wanted to share. Um, just because I've really appreciated them Um, and it always makes such a difference when I do get feedback Um, I love your recommendations on guests and just hearing what you think about the podcast even if it is negative Um, because I can't change or improve things without feedback so I appreciate all messages Um, this one was from Potassium B And it says, hi, Natalie, just wanted to send you a message to tell you how much I am loving your podcast. I'm slowly getting back to running after a whole series of injuries and a whole lot of physiotherapy. And every time I hear an episode, it reminds me of why I love to run. There have been one or two dark moments when I've wondered whether I should just give in to the injury. But hearing the words of you and your guest is keeping me going. Thank you so much. Happy Friday. Okay. Thank you for that message. Message. I can't speak. Okay. Um, that was lovely to read and I've only just messaged you back so apologies for that Um, but it's lovely to hear that something like this podcast um, and you guys listening in is keeping you going through dark periods such as injury Um, yeah just love to read that Um, so keep going I know injury well I haven't been cursed with an injury before though I have been told recently to um, give running a miss as I've done something to my neck so I'm back and forth to the chiropractor at the moment so I know how it feels um yeah especially after a rubbish period of running recently um but yeah just stay positive and keep up with the rehab and just know that it won't last forever and I'm sure you'll be back running as normal with lots of motivation so keep listening um and yeah, nice to have you on board, Kay, as a listener. Welcome. Um, there was another great one, and I'm really sorry, I can't remember who sent this because I blocked the name out initially um, when I did share this online. Recently listened for the first time, your last two episodes, and I liked it way more than I expected to. I mean, how many runner stories can you listen to before you get tired of listening and zone out? The answer seems to be all of them for me. Both episodes left me wanting to hear more and wanting to do more. If your goal is to inspire, you'll definitely succeed and keep it up. And I'm really sorry that I can't remember who this was. And I know I know this person well and we've messaged several times. I know it's a guy. Ugh, it's really annoying. So I, I apologise for not mentioning your name. But thank you because I do appreciate that message. And I know we've spoken since that. Um, so yeah, thank you very much to you. Um yeah thanks guys for all the shares all the recommendations as per usual i really appreciate it doesn't go amiss so today's guest is a good friend of mine it's katrin davis she's a runner a cyclist and she swims as well she's led a really really busy lifestyle this past year she's been studying 
um, for her master's degree in sports nutrition whilst also working as a dia- diabetic specialist dietitian and yeah she's managed to still continue running training racing swimming cycling and just leading an all-round healthy active lifestyle she always comes across as really positive to me um and it's really affectious her positivity um yeah i was just really excited to get to catch up with katrin and just see what her key is to juggling a really busy lifestyle um because boy did she have a really busy year so um let's welcome in katrin Hello and welcome to Not Another Runner podcast. Today's guest is a diabetes specialist dietitian. Um, it's Katrin Davis and Katrin is a runner. This year she has been crazy, crazy busy studying for her master's degree, working, still running, still racing, cycling and swimming. I really just, I don't know how she does it all. She leads a very, very busy lifestyle, but all through that, Catherine is always really, really positive. Um, well, to me, she is. She's very positive. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited to get to chat with Catherine today. So welcome, Catherine. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, and I do mean that because I, I know I said earlier whilst we were chatting, um, to me, when, when you know, everything I see you you get up to in your in your life when you're busy and you're running or you're hiking or walking with your family or you're on holiday you do always seem to be in a positive mindset which I I appreciate um for those who don't know you or know just a little bit about you Catherine could you just tell us um more about yourself and what it is you do for a living yeah so this year has been as you said a crazy year um I'm a dietitian and this time last year, I decided to take on a new job specialising in diabetes, um, working part time. But also, I decided to take on a master's degree full time um, in sports nutrition. So that's been keeping me very busy over the last year. So and that's how I like I find like I try and comprehend how people do it. So the master's degree is full time. You're obviously yeah. studying for that and completing work, you know, as and when that's required, but also working part time on the side. Like how, how do, like, I know I was going to go on to say about this later, but as we're talking about it now, how is it that you juggle all of this? Like, how do you manage? Um, so when I applied for the job that I'm doing now, they were very, supportive and that they could reduce the hours of the contract so that I could work three days a week um, because I knew that the lectures would be two days a week because it was a face-to-face master's rather than a like a research one yeah Um, so that helped Mm. and then I guess the other part of it is that I just set time aside um, making use of those days when I wasn't in work and spending all days in university and doing the studying mm. and then obviously when deadlines loom you do just kind of put your social life to the side so that you can put all that time into the mm. studying yeah and actually I don't know how I've done it mm. in all honesty yeah um, I think I've just got the mindset is that it's got to get done so I'm just going to do it yeah because do you live near the university then yeah, so I literally live five miles from the university and from work. So it's quite nice that it's all so local. Yeah, because like, I mean, obviously the work for the, the Masters now, I, I'd see you saw you, you'd handed it in. But I mean, prior to that, what, what did your weeks look like? Could you talk us through like what your weekly schedule was like? Um, so when I'm working and doing the Masters, yeah so Monday Tuesday I was in work 8 30 to 4 30 um and I'd probably come home do some kind of running cycling swimming that kind of thing um then Wednesday Thursday I'd have lectures maybe 
nine till one. Um, so then I'd stay in university for the afternoons and into the evenings to kind of get work done. Mm. Um, probably fit in some more training around that. Um, and then Friday I'd be back in work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the weekends really vary. Um, so coming up to deadline times, they were in front of my laptop getting work done or I would be doing something fun. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's very, that exercise is very much a reward for doing the work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, or having some kind of socialize, socialising event kind of there um, to yeah. look forward to. Yeah. Um, I have to have kind of things to look forward to, to kind of get through the tough yeah. days. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And like, um, with regard, like, so obviously with work, um, and then studying and sometimes doing that on the weekends. I mean, obviously, some weekends were a little bit more relaxed than others because obviously yeah. you manage still to to race in between as well. During <laughs> yeah. the year. You've done quite a few races this year. Yeah, so this year's been a really tough one for many reasons. Like, there's all been the um, studying and working going on but it's also been a really tough year for my family um and so I guess the race having the races booked in helps keep me motivated to do the training Mm. and the training helps to keep my mind calm when everything's really stressful and emotional yeah um so it's very much been a year for me if that makes sense yeah so I've just kind of done what I felt like doing yeah yeah, which is great. It is great. Um, I'm. I want to ask as well. I know they forgot to ask us just now. Your your masters this year that you've literally just finalised. I think it was was it two weeks ago now. I think you handed that in. Yeah, and I'm just waiting for one more grade back. Right. So yeah, <laughs> are you are you able to talk us just a little bit about what 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 it was you did for your masters? Yeah. So the masters was sport and exercise nutrition. Um, which will enable me to go on and register to be on the sport and exercise nutrition register. Um, so it's kind of protected. Um, so there's been all sorts of stuff going on. So I did a placement throughout the Masters with Coventry Rugby Club, working with one player in particular um, who was keen to gain muscle mass but not really put on any fat mass. Mm. Um, to help improve his performance. Um, I've also helped deliver some workshops with the club, um, so like group education. Mm. And then, so it's like been all the studying, um, all different modules, obviously, with the masters. And then my dissertation was looking into the effects of carbohydrate mouth rinsing and the effects yes. of fat performance. Now that's what I see because when you when you posted it, I, I I was like, wow, I've I've heard of this before, so I was quite interested. I mean, did you what you know what did you find while you were doing that? So there's a lot of research out there at the moment, but it's all very different. So different types of sport or different um, duration of sport that they've mm-hmm. tested it in. So mine was on intermittent sport. So we got people on what bikes doing 18 four-second sprints mm-hmm. with a mouth rinse at the start. Um, and we also looked at whether the colour of the mouth rinse had an effect on performance, mm-hmm. like the more psychological side of it. Mm-hmm. So I found that really interesting because psychology fascinates me. Um, unfortunately, we didn't find anything significant. Mm. Um but there's kind of there's going to be a lot more research into it, I think, because mm-hmm. there have been some studies to show that it is effective. Yeah, because I've seen it on a on a couple of programs now, documentaries where they they were trying to say that it has a you know a, I don't know if it was a huge, but they did say it had a, a big effect on the on the performance because again, like you're saying, it was a bit psychological where um, you know the the athletes thought they were taking on carbohydrates by by having it you know taking it into their mouth but actually th- they weren't getting a great deal or something but uh, but the performance it made them work harder yeah so some of the research shows um 
which has been done with like MRI scans, that if you have carbohydrate in the mouth, it actually stimulates the central nervous system. Yes. So you kind of get that stimulation in the brain, which therefore makes you work harder, even though you've not got that glucose going into mm-hmm. your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the science behind it. Yeah. Um, but also the different studies show use different concentrations of the glucose in the mouth rinses. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of bits of research out there, but nothing kind of building on each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Were you were you surprised at all with the results then, or was it just how you expected it? I don't really know what to expect. Um, we unfortunately only had quite a small um, group print that we were testing. Um, and they were all kind of young guys. Mm. And it was quite an artificial um, sport with the sprints on a bike. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's so much research going into it at the moment because as you probably see from runners, they really struggle with like gut symptoms running and taking on fuel. Mm, yeah. which obviously you'll know from your London Marathon experience yeah um so it's trying to reduce those effects but still getting the effects of that glucose yeah oh, I find it very fascinating <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> this, but I do <laughs> right um so for you then um with the run-in this year you know you said you'd have you've had quite a tough year and the run-in has helped and having your races like mapped out and a goal to work towards has really really helped you um have you had you always been interested in a sports active lifestyle from an early age um so when I was a child um I danced I swam and I horse road mm-hmm. so I danced since I was three Um, I went horse riding between the ages of five and 18 and then swam up until about the age of 11 and then I think as all teenage girls do um, that activity really dropped off um, especially with like the pressures of school mm. and then when I started university Actually, no, it was just before I started uni, um, I lost quite a lot of weight. And that was mainly through diet, but I struggled to last, lose the last bit of that weight. So I kind of found exercise then really helped to kind of get rid of that extra yeah. bit. So then, so I lost about three stone before I started university. And then when I started uni, the... <laughs> university lifestyle definitely hit me kind of drinking really regularly eating pizzas and living with guys as well they'd mm-hmm. order takeaway pizzas and they'd finish like a large one and they'd challenge me to do it and if someone <laughs> gives me a challenge that's yeah. me like done I'm like of course I'm gonna do it <laughs> mm-hmm. um so I put on a stone within the first term of university which is a bit ridiculous um, but I didn't realise just how much like it had affected me until I came home at Christmas the first year. Mm. So then I kind of found exercise after then um, just to kind of help reduce that weight again. Um, so I was very much into the gym. Being in the city centre, it was kind of the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Then, then I think it was the summer after first year that I started some running so but that was in the gym and I kind of built up to running 10k I think on a treadmill and everyone was like why are you doing that on a treadmill <laughs> um but then I went back to university and decided to start cheerleading in the second year of uni so that took up six hours of my week um, training um, which is very intense even like seven o'clock sessions on a Friday morning um, which as a student is not something you want to do um, but I also found spinning classes and they're very much a level hate I think yeah <laughs> um, and then I think it was 
I'm not sure kind of what happened that summer, but then I kind of continued with the gym side of things throughout the rest of university. And it was actually interesting looking back through kind of posts on Facebook and Instagram um, at kind of when these things happened. Um, my first road run was in the summer of 2016. Um, but that didn't last very long. But then I found running mainly when I went to South Africa for a month in the summer of 2017, just after I graduated from uni. Um, so there's a bit of a story behind that. Um, so I went out to South Africa for a month to do some volunteering with a foster village, um, which was a really humbling, inspiring, just an amazing place, really. <gasps> but I was very much enclosed in the village because of the security of South Africa. It's quite a scary place. Um, but there were a group of us who wanted to kind of do some sort of exercise and kind of explore a little bit. So there were a few mornings every week for the four weeks that we'd go off the village as a group and run like 5k. And that was when I did my first 5k outside run, which was amazing. Um, and it was up and down a hill as well, um, with some very inspirational, very motivating people. And so while I was there, I was like, I could run a half marathon. You know, these ideas just pop in your head, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I kind of looked at doing one when I got home. And so I got back from South Africa in August. And I decided to take on the Birmingham Half Marathon that October, having only run 5k as my furthest distance outside. So that's quite, that's quite, um, so, I mean, August to October is very, well, it's two months-ish, <laughs> yeah. depending, depending on the time of month you came. I mean, when, did you come home end of August or was it the beginning? It's or? the beginning of August. Right, okay, so you had probably then at least two months to get yourself from 5k to half marathon (laughs) which is doable it's doable but it's about eight weeks it's still it's still a a short period of time I mean some people may take you know four months to get to the to get the distance but what a what an experience going to South Africa to volunteer and it was for a fostering village yeah so I think once I'd finished university I was very much I want some time to do something different before I start working full-time yeah um and so I was lucky in that I knew someone else out there at the same village and so I had a contact um but yeah it was I didn't really know what to expect when I went out there but it was a case of I worked with a holiday club at the school um and I did some kind of I helped to create an allotment and move fence posts and kind of the more manual things as well. So it was a real mixture, um, but all centred on these amazing children who had gone through such a horrible start in life, really. Where did you, um, obviously, like an idea came to your head of of doing something, but where did you, where did you find... um... Like, where did you find this experience? Like, I know you said you had a, like, a, a contact out there. But, yeah. like, how, how did the idea and, um, you know, did you research it online? Or this, like, how did that come about? So I looked into a few different options. I originally started looking at, like, diabetes camps out in America and Canada. Because that's more linked to um, the degree yeah. that I just studied. Um, but that all fell through. Um, I don't really know why I didn't get into it. And then um, my friend was volunteering as an occupational therapist out in this village in um, South Africa. So I only booked the flights about three weeks before I went to South Africa. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was just the case of, can I do it? Let's just bite the bullet and go. 
Yeah. And so it's my first flight on my own, never mind the flying to Dubai, changing in Dubai and then going out to South Africa. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was kind of my friend that helped it all happen. Um, yeah. She gave me the like, email contacts and everything. But yeah. What an experience. It was amazing. And especially after four years at university. And it was just kind of time for me, but also time to give to these children. Yeah. And I was actually quite lucky in that I managed to do a bit of um, nutrition education when I was out there. Because they had three children with um, cerebral palsy. Who had quite restrictive diets or like they had to have certain textures and things and um, mm-hmm. so I helped support kind of ideas with that and did some nutrition screening out in the community as well so, yeah. wow that's amazing love that yeah that's just make... those things that I'll always cherish I think yeah so, I think a lot of people listening might you know I don't know it might, it might inspire them to just think of perhaps ways or things that they could maybe do in the future to help give back to other people or other communities or so yeah I love love that we got to talk about that that's great Uh, because I had no idea you did that I didn't Uh, know I hadn't noticed that see and this is the thing is that you like you know you can know someone quite well and especially like online and see things um but you don't know the whole story and you sometimes miss you know, especially because I got, you know, following people on Instagram or following you and, you know, you, you miss some of these posts. Yeah, like, you do. Do you know what I mean? Like, you do. You, you don't know. You can't absorb all parts of information. So it's quite nice to, to get to know you better and know more about your story. So, um, yeah, that's fab. So when you got home then after that journey to South Africa, having yeah. done your first official run outside, um, yeah. what a place to do it in. Um you know, having trained in the gym and building up your distance on the treadmill, you you know, you do this run outside and you're all inspired and like, yes, I'm going to run a half marathon. You get home from South Africa and you've got two months to train. How did you go about training for that first half marathon? Um, it was just a bit of building up the runs, I think. Um, I also had time between that trip to South Africa and doing the half marathon I had a week with Diabetes UK oh yeah I volunteered for a week with 11 to 15 year olds um who have got type 1 diabetes and it's like a PGL center so it's like an activity week um really busy but I was actually quite poorly that week as well because I'd been bitten by a spider out in South Africa and it had got all infected (gasps) and horrible oh god yeah um so that was a week taken out of the training but it's just a case of running a few times a week and building up that long run really um just get it off my own back and somehow managed to do it yeah did you research you know training plans online and kind of put your own not at all no I just just had something in my head and just did it yeah yeah and what was the longest run you did then prior to that first half marathon I think it's about 11 miles. Yeah, which is, that's good. And how did, you, how did you feel? What was the first experience like running that half marathon after, you know, building up that distance slowly and, you know, doing it all yourself? It was amazing because um, yeah. I did it to raise money for the charity of the Foster Village that I was out in South Africa wow. with. Um, so I very much had that as motivation. Yeah. But just talking to you now, I can picture... Um, kind of that long stretch which was slightly uphill going towards the finish line in Birmingham mm-hmm. and I saw my mum and dad and they were bawling their eyes out oh. like with pride yeah um, and it's just amazing just yeah because it's my first ever race yeah yeah so your first official ever race was that half marathon then yeah <laughs> well that's great I don't do anything by halves <laughs> no uh-huh. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, would you say that was your favourite race memory then? That first ever one, like you know, having your mum and dad there as well. I 
think so. Um, my mum and dad are very big supporters um, in yes. everything that I do. They think I'm absolutely nuts um, for doing what I do as well. Yeah. Um, but but your mum and dad are really active, from what I know and from what I see. You know, you you've you know you went hiking with I think it was you you just you and your mum up that um, what was it Ellswater Lake, and yeah. that was a long, you know that was a long day. That was nine hours of hiking, wasn't it? Yeah. So as I said before, um, it's a case of if you've got an opportunity, just go with it. Yeah. So. Um, Mum and I talked about doing like a long walk, um, like a marathon length walk for a few years now. And then when I, she, no, actually, she saw this one pop up on Facebook um, for a charity up in the Lake District, who actually really helped support my family when my granddad was really poorly. Um, and I was just like, Mum, let's just do it. And she had to like rethink about it. I just kept going we're gonna do it let's do it and I managed to get her one evening to be like yeah let's do it okay so it's the 21 mile loop around Oldswater Lake in the Lake District so we know the Lake District really well because that's where my mum grew up and we go there quite a lot to see family and so we knew that it was going to be really pretty and it'd just be like the only opportunity that we get to do it so one night she agreed to it. She went to bed and I just booked it. <laughs> and so the next morning she saw that I'd put something on social media. And she's like, oh, we're doing it then. I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there was no kind of going back. So we raised money for it. Didn't really do any training for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just an amazing experience to spend yeah. that day with my mum doing something that we both really enjoy doing together. Yeah. And we managed to take the dog and we did, he did seven of the miles before my granny came to speak of the devil. Um, <laughs> and then my granny came to pick him up because he's too old to do the full walk. Wow. But yeah, it was a really lovely experience and it was a challenge for both of us. Yeah. And, and all for, you know, raising money for charity as well, Yeah, which is great because those views look amazing from at the top as well. Yeah, it is one of my favourite places um, yeah. in the country. Yeah. How did yeah. it... I bet you were both aching a little bit after that. I was actually okay. I was amazed at how little I hurt. Yeah. And we also wore both wore new shoes for the first time that day. <laughs> and that's normally what not to do, they say. <laughs> exactly. Um, my mum was quite achy. Yeah, she had, I think she had one little blister. I think that's pretty impressive for kind of ten hours on our feet. Yeah, that that is good going. In fairness, because it wasn't you know, flat at all. No, no, and do you know what? That is an achievement because a lot of people wouldn't. You know, this a lot of people wouldn't be in the shape to do that. Twenty-one miles. That's a long way. Yeah, you know, that's a lot. That's you know, like you said, it was it was nine hours, wasn't it, on your feet? Yeah. Yeah. That's a you know there's a long long time and there's a lot of climbing as well, so yeah. in fairness, you know you you know your your family do seem very fit and active, um yeah. because I was just saying about your you know your mum and dad because there was another thing that you posted a, a a little while back, um about this girl that you and your dad both have together. I think you you were going to say that you're going to do it next year and that was the the cycle that you were going to do together from one point to another. Could you just tell us about that? Yeah, so um I think for the whole of my dad's like, adult life he's had this goal to cycle from where we live now near Coventry to where he grew up in South Wales mm-hmm. in one day. So that's about 140 miles, I think, um, if we go kind of the back roads way. And so we were out cycling earlier this year together because it's the one kind of activity that we like to do together. Um, And he mentioned it after this, after like the second cycle that we'd done quite close together. And I was just thinking, I didn't really say much at the time, but I was thinking, actually, we could do that. Um, because 
obviously I'd done that walk with my mum and helped to get her to achieve something that she didn't think she'd do. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, actually, I'll put in the hard work. I will be there with my dad because I don't think that he would manage to do it like on his own. Like mm-hmm. It's quite a daunting thing to do on your own as well. And so I think it was Father's Day this year. I was like, I told my dad that I would do it with him and that we'll train together and we'll set a date and just do it. And so we're starting to plan all of that now. Starting to plan it now? You're mapping it? Yeah. Oh! No, so we're going to do it like May or June next year when we've got like longer days with daylight. Yeah. Um... But I've just gone through the process of buying a road bike um, so that I can do it. Yeah, and by June, May, June next year, you will have a good period between um, probably March, April, where it's getting lighter, yeah, longer so days, some, longer hours. Long, yeah. yeah, that's so exciting. How did he react when you told him? I think he's a bit stunned. Like, yeah. He didn't really say much. Um, <laughs> but he's like, keep saying like bringing it up and we're like we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and I'm like yeah I wonder if um I wonder if he was a bit stunned because he actually thought as well oh I actually am gonna have to do this now I'm gonna have to is it 140 yeah I think so um if we can do a cross-country way wow Um, and it was actually funny a couple of weekends ago we drove down to um the town where my dad grew up um to see family and we went the way that we would cycle yeah and there are some (laughs) massive hills yeah yeah um because we have to go through like Worcestershire Herefordshire yeah the Brecon Beacons like oh it would be a bit crazy because it's 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 yeah yeah and there was a hill and I kind of looked at it and I looked at my dad and he was like, do you reckon you could do this? And I was like, of course I can. <laughs> so like, you didn't raise a quitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so especially if someone tells me I can't do something. I'm yeah. Just... You will just do it. person like, just watch me. Yeah. Oh, you just cut out then. What do you say? If, if so someone tells you... Ahead with that one. What did you say? If someone tells you you if can't do something... If someone tells me that I can't... If someone tells me I can't do something, I will just prove them wrong and go out and do it. <laughs> yeah. Because what, like, what um, motivates you to keep going then? Obviously, like you just said, if someone tells you you can't do it, then you'll just, you know, you, you will show them and you'll prove it wrong. But like, what, what keeps you going? Um, I guess it's the feeling of achieving things. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything that can um, really beat that feeling. It's like, you know, the days when you really don't want to go out for a run, but then you go out, you do it. Yeah. And that feeling that you get afterwards, and you're like, actually, no, that was such an achievement. Like, I wasn't going to do it, but I've done it. And I actually feel amazing now. Yeah. 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 That, so, that that feeling you can't. Yeah, it is an amazing feeling. So. Um, and I think that that's what some people struggle with, because as part of my job, like I often encourage people to find exercise they can do to kind of help with their health. Um. And a lot of people are like, yeah, but I just enjoy it. And I'm like, but you've got to find something that you do. And, and I'm quite lucky in that I've managed to find these things. And so to me, it's not that much of a struggle. Um, whereas I've got friends who prefer to go into the gym and lift weights. And that's absolutely fine because that's something that they enjoy doing. But you don't have to enjoy the same thing that other people enjoy. No. What keeps us all different. And because we're human at the end of the day, it'd be boring if we were all, different, all the same. Yes. Yeah. The, your signal was dipping out again then. You so you were just saying that um some people prefer to go to the gym and lift weights and that's fine, but we, we all have our own, you know, 
what we enjoy doing and that's you know yeah. that's what makes us different and it would be boring if we were all the same yeah exactly yeah so obviously you've got a big big goal for next year then cycling those yeah. 140 miles that you'll start start training for you know relatively soon ish yeah. um and are there any other big goals you've got this year or next year yeah so this idea kind of came in april yeah but then since then i've had quite a few health things come up so yeah they've kind of not made it the easiest yeah kind of journey as such um to getting to potentially mm-hmm. running a marathon mm-hmm. i guess i mean you know you're, you're going to need to to put some training in in order to yeah. do it so i suppose doing a long run and seeing how how your health is because you've said i mean we chatted earlier and you said you've had some issues with your breathing isn't it and you've been advised that you've got asthma and that's all new to you now isn't it yeah so that all started around easter time when the pollen count was really high and mm-hmm. i finished a half marathon and i was just really wheezy because i'd run past loads of um, rapeseed fields mm. and so that kind of triggered investigations and I was trying to do some of my university work and I was just sat doing work but really struggling to breathe and so they put me like on inhalers and things and it's been diagnosed with asthma but the physios yeah. that I've seen aren't sure that it really is um so I'm just going along with the treatment at the moment yeah and hopefully get off the inhalers at some point yeah which should be good um but obviously at the moment it's helping you which is the you know, that's you know if it's helping you at the moment with regards to you know continuing to run and swim and cycle then that's okay isn't it yeah um but then I've also got some problems with my hips which is um a bit of an issue um which they think I'll likely need surgery on at some point um so yeah so what's the physio so I've got something called impingements in my hips. So it's like extra um, bone on some of the bits of my hips. And so those bits of bone catch on each other. Mm. And so it doesn't really cause me pain, but it can be um, quite uncomfortable at times. Um, and it's one of those things that they find in young people who are quite active. Right. Um, because it's only when you get, your legs in certain positions that um like there's bones catch um, yeah and it's something to keep an eye on because if it's not treated then it can lead to osteoarthritis later in life at a year like a young age mm-hmm. so but they're very much don't stop what you're doing keep doing what you're doing um and we'll adapt the treatment so yeah that you can continue doing what you want to do yeah because you so really grateful see- for that are you still seeing the physio? Um, so I've not started seeing the physio from my for the hips side of things. Right. Um, that starts in a couple of weeks. Okay, because what you would need to do then is is realistically be be safe, be healthy. If you're going to do a long run, see how your hips are, how you're doing, and check in with the physio. Yeah, so they don't tend to affect me too much when I'm actually running. Right. Um, so it's quite good. It's cycling can affect them more more um, because okay. it's more like when my knees come close to my chest yeah yeah that makes sense all oh, right okay okay um yeah so quite a few bits going on oh, uh, yes yeah <laughs> lots of girls oh my gosh so obviously you've definitely got the girl with your father now next next summer which is a really exciting one especially yeah. when you consider you've already this year you know supported and assisted your mum to do a girl that she'd been thinking of for a long time and doing the one with your dad as well it's just and you know in, you know doing something like that like an endurance event where you know you're out there it's not just the day of the event where you spend hours together but it's the yeah. it's the training leading up to it as well that you and your, yeah. your dad are gonna you know that quality time that you'll have together and then yeah. achieving this goal that he's had for many many years yeah it's just and I think he kind of got to the point as well where he didn't think he would ever achieve it yeah because I think to do it on your own would be ridiculous um yeah. because those hours by yourself are quite challenging yes gosh yeah yeah I mean would you say you would be 
um, as active and um, um, I was trying to think of a different word to use, but as active and proactive in the approach of achieving such goals, like with your mum, with your dad, before you started running, do you think, do you think that would have been still the case? I don't think so, actually, um, because I think like running, you have these goals in mind and you're like, I've achieved it. I can do big things. I can do hard things. Mm-hmm. And so it pushes you to test yourself even more. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what keeps you going, keeps pushing yourself. Yeah. Um, and as you probably see with different runners, people keep doing the same thing, but they challenge themselves by pushing themselves to get a better time or to do a longer distance mm-hmm. and I think that's what keeps us going and I think it's more like prevalent in runners and that there's that determination and that motivation to keep getting out there and doing it yeah yeah I I, I definitely agree with that and I do think like um the run's probably given you a lot of confidence and drive. I mean, when you think back to, I mean, you've always been active, you know, on and off over the years and led a healthy lifestyle. But when you think when you first started in university and that first term um, and then, you know, putting on that that the stone of weight after having lost three yeah. stone, you know, yeah. finding yourself back in the gym and then, you know, being you know reigniting with dancing and then moving forward then with um with the running after going over to South Africa um you know look what it's brought to your life now with regards to all these races and events that you've got going on and then you know steading off with the swimming and the cycling and the girls you have now um it, it just seems to have brought a lot to your life but what do you think um is the biggest or best thing that running has brought to you oh that's a tough question um I think it's given me a better headspace um Mm. and I think there are a lot of people who like suffer with mental health problems and I'm lucky that I don't but Mm -hmm. when kind of life throws hard things at you um it kind of gives me that time to get outside process things um, which I don't think you'd be able to process the same if I was inside mm-hmm. you know, watching TV, for example. Yeah. Um, and especially like stress and being really overwhelmed, just getting outside and doing something positive um, has really helped. Yeah. Um, as there was one day recently when I was really stressed and overwhelmed, and my mum turned to me that morning she was like you've got all this negative energy going on go and put it into something productive go and get outside for a run or go and just channel it into your dissertation mm-hmm. and that was actually that's something that's really stuck with me it's just you've got this energy and everyone has energy but it's just how you channel it yes that's a good way of putting it and I think um and I know we spoke earlier but you know whilst you were doing that dissertation I really think that running and getting outside has really been a vice for you in managing the stress of work and studying and you know producing this dissertation there was one day I saw that you'd posted you, you know you'd got up and got out three times that day you'd gone for a walk you'd gone for a run I think you'd gone for a swim as well <laughs> just that you yeah. could manage that overwhelming feeling and that you could come back to the task at hand with a clearer head and I think yeah. like I just want to know what you what would you say like any words of encouragement for when other people are over, overwhelmed with balancing things in their life you know what would be your biggest top tip um I'd say talk about it talk about what's going on in your head um because other people might not necessarily know what you're feeling but they can help you to understand how you're feeling um and they can help reassure you that you're doing great things reassure you that you're doing really well because when you are overwhelmed it can be really difficult to kind of rationalize what you're doing Mm-hmm. Um, and so having that support network around you 
is like there's no words to describe kind of what they can do for you yeah um and I feel so lucky to have like such supportive family and friends who have just especially over this last year which has been difficult they've just kind of been my little cheerleaders like you've got this you just need to think about this one step um don't think about the kind of the long-term goal think about the little ones yeah that's a great bit of as well yeah. talking talking and just having that reassurance and that like you just said it you know you summed it up really well that when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed it's really hard to rationalize things so by talking you can help have help to rationalize the situation that's really good yeah um and I've also found um that there are days when like you're overwhelmed but actually getting out and doing something can really help just like calm your mind mm-hmm. um to help you think about things more rationally yeah and I found that especially with the long days of studying not with like the idea of this massive piece of work that I need to tackle before I could even think about doing that I just needed to calm my mind down and like early morning swims are my thing to kind of help with that yeah love that and do you know what I keep saying I'm gonna start swimming or getting into it but I still haven't I need to you know actually <laughs> do something about it I keep saying I, so the I, swimming kind of came yeah the um swimming kind of came about for me earlier this year um when I was told not to run by um I think it was my sports therapist because I'd kind of ruined my calves from running too much because I was maybe using running as a bit of a coping mechanism for all this stress um but swimming because it's non-weight bearing she was quite happy for me to do that mm-hmm. and so I kind of swam five times a week for a couple of weeks rather than doing any running mm. and I kind of found my love for it again that way yeah. were you always you know a strong swimmer like before you you took it up this year um I don't think so like I've always enjoyed swimming like going on holidays I'd happily um swim I wouldn't say I'm particularly I'm not a fast swimmer by any means um but I just enjoy it Mm. yeah maybe I will but maybe I will get up and start one day (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes I think you need that something to make you stop doing what you are doing yeah to make you find something else that's it isn't it and I think as long as you're still doing the same and it's okay you'll continue to do so because a lot of people take up swimming when they when they can't run when they've been told not to because of an injury that's yeah. quite that's quite um common isn't it um well what would you really struggle as well with like not doing anything um, yeah a few people liken me to a spring a spaniel because I just can't sit still yeah <laughs> um and so if you tell me that I can't do some sort of exercise I'm like I'll find something that I can do yeah yeah what would be your, what would be your advice then for anyone listening to like um for, you know three tips into getting started in running what would they be um it's, it's, that's a tricky question because it is very different for everyone and yeah. I think that's something that you need to bear in mind when you're starting something new is to do it at your own pace um, and to do it for you and not for anyone else. Um, now I was talking about kind of the psychology of things earlier. Um, there's something called extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation. Yeah. So it's quite interesting that my kind of running journey as such started with extrinsic motivation because I was running this half marathon to raise money. But now it's very much an intrinsic thing because I find so much joy in running um, and doing it for me and not for anyone else. Um, So it's kind of finding your why as such. And I know that's something that you really enjoy finding out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just keeping that why in mind. Um, Yeah, doing it at your own pace and do it how you want 
to do it. So whether you want to do it on the roads, on a treadmill, in the trails, with friends, without friends, there's no right or wrong way of doing things. I love that. I love love it, as you well know. Um, because, because it, you know, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another person. Um, and I think sometimes what will work for you one week won't work for you the next week so if it is with friends or without friends you know as long as you're finding what it is you need because sometimes more often than not I prefer to run alone with music and that's like my space and like my headspace is quite meditative I don't think about anything I literally run and listen to music but then other weeks I really long for long runs with friends and lots of chats so it's finding what we um and you know knowing that what works for someone else won't necessarily work for you finding your why and I love that you said your your reason for running at the moment is very intrinsic so you do it um for your I think you said earlier your you know for your way of managing any overwhelming feelings or stress and for you to have some much needed headspace and is that that that's your main reason for why you're you're running at the moment yeah and I just enjoy being outside um all my friends know that tell me to sit inside for a day and watch films is like my idea of a nightmare. Um, I would much rather be out on the hills, out walking in the countryside. That is just where I'm happiest. Yeah. <clears throat> Love also, that. At, yeah, at the moment as well, um, I've recently had people and they've just told me that I've inspired them. And that to me is amazing. Yeah. So you might have seen through... Um, my Instagram that I run quite regularly with one of my um, closest friends, Hannah. Hannah. Um, and actually, she's doing her first race tomorrow with me. Ooh. Or I'm doing it with her, shall I say. Um, and that's going to be amazing. Um, oh. Because apparently I've inspired her to train for a half marathon. I did see something earlier. And that's amazing that you've had that you know such an effect from someone else that they've wanted to take up running they're now running their first half marathon and you're going to run it with them so which she's in a 10k I, tomorrow oh it was a 10k like her first race yeah but she does want to do a half marathon eventually <gasps> so exciting yeah and at a race earlier this year I bumped into a girl that I was at school with and she was like your Instagram it's really inspired me you're you've really inspired me Aww. to get running and like there's I can't explain that feeling to be yeah. able to inspire people even like when you're struggling yourself yeah yeah especially after like you've had such a tough year to hear someone say that is quite like um it's really heartwarming like, yes kind of that's exactly that what I'm thinking yeah and like you just said like people have said to you that like, you're inspiring you know from what you've been getting up to and you know inspire them to get up and go and get outdoors and enjoy like yeah. what um on the topic of inspiration then what would be your favorite inspirational motivational or uplifting quote and why my absolute favorite quote um is the Winnie the Pooh one oh, and it's yeah. hang on I've got it written down um it's always remember that you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's it's a good reminder, isn't it? Because it's so true, it can be applied to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other one that I really like is in like a short, snappy one is that you can do hard things. You can do what? You can do hard things. That's good. I like that. Um, and if you could hear anyone on this podcast, who would it be and why? So that's an interesting question. The one person that really sprang to mind was um, Dame Kelly Holmes. <gasps> yeah. Um, because I think she's a really humble athlete. She is. Um, and I don't think she's really kind of been out there that much with her story of kind of getting into um doing what she does well did you see not long ago there was a program on bbc i think it was oh and i can't remember the title of it but she was presenting it and it was like the story of park run and about starting running oh, i God, saw I, about what, the program but i've not watched it 
Do you know what it's called? I can't remember. No. Right, I'll have to I'll have to look for it, research it, and I'll put it in the in the show notes because that was a good okay. a good program. Apparently, I I'd been recommended to watch it by just some random person I met, and uh, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you were a runner," because he could see the Garmin. So he was just chat. We were just chatting away as you do. But he was telling me it was a really really good program to to watch. And actually, she goes into um, saying how she struggled with her mental health whilst being an athlete, um, and okay. how. Yeah, and 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 the gentleman I I met, he was saying how, you know, you would never think this of her because she always seemed so strong and confident, and she was doing so well and being so successful. But actually, she'd had some of her own, you know, trials going on in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he said it was a really good watch. So I'll have to find out what that's called so I can uh, put a link or put the title in the show notes so people can go and watch it. Yeah, and I think um, Park Run is definitely something that's just booming at the moment. Yeah, and it does. Um, it encourages so many to get involved and get up and get outside and get running or yeah, walking or just get active. Yeah, because mm. um, I think even the idea of running 5K for some people is too much. Yeah. Um, but being aware that there's you can walk it and that you're never going to be the last person to cross the line at the end. Yeah. It's really encouraging for everyone. Definitely. Definitely. And so Oh sorry, you carry on. Um I was gonna say that um now that GPs are kind of involved in promoting it as well, um, I think it's helping. Um because it's free and you don't need to kind of refer people to it. It's just a case of turning up on the Saturday morning. Yeah. And doing what you can. Yeah. There's this thing I've always said that like, you know, if they could bottle up or like put in a pill the the effects um like the positive you know the side um the outcomes you can get from exercise Mm -hmm. in a pill like it like if there was like this magic world that that you know that we would have much less um health conditions and stresses and definitely you know they wouldn't need to resort to anything else obviously I'm not an advocate for putting things in a tablet and taking them but (laughs) um but do do you know what I mean like the effect that you can get from exercising is just so it's just so vast yeah definitely um I think it's something that people underestimate Mm -hmm. but also you're saying about kind of the tips for kind of getting out running um I think people expect that you'll always get out for a run and you'll feel this kind of euphoric feeling yeah um, but it's been aware that, that doesn't always happen um I found like when I've been really stressed and overwhelmed and upset by things that sometimes I'll get out um get outside go for a run and it doesn't always make me feel better but it helps me to kind of process what's going on and so I have come home from a run and like burst into tears um, because of something emotional that's going on. And that's actually OK, but it helps you to understand how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like um, that's a really good point to make there that, you know, it's not always going to make you feel better. I mean, that is that is so such a strong thing to say, because I think perhaps a lot of people wouldn't have may not have experienced that um, unless there is something major going on. And actually it made me forget that there was one day I tried to go for a run because that's how I cope and manage with everything. Um, But I actually couldn't run because I was so unwell and like there was so much going on and, you know, so much emotion that I could only run like 0.1 of a mile and had to resort to a walk and, you know, like you said, you burst into tears. I was burst, I burst into tears during my during this run that I had to resort in a walk. So it, it isn't always going to make you feel better, but like you say, it will help you process things, and at least you're you're giving it you're giving yourself the best yeah. chance to tackle what is going on. By and you'll never regret t- going. As no, well. that's what I always say. It's so true. <laughs> it never is. regret trying. Yeah, because. I think, like you said, when you got home and, and burst into tears, um, oh, there was something I was going to say, and it's literally just escaped me. What was it? Oh, that um, that's right. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to comment and say that um, that may well be because of a stress that's ongoing. So if you do go out and feel like, oh, my gosh, that didn't make me feel any better. It was a struggle. It could well be if, if there is a lot going on in, in life, then 
you know, I think it's waiting for that storm to pass that, yeah, it might not have been great that day, but you got up, you got out, you were productive, you got some exercise, which will have done you the world of good, even if it didn't feel like it did. Um, And it's just, yeah, it's just waiting for um, that time to pass and being patient. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely worth mentioning. Um, Right, last question. Yeah. Um, where do you see yourself in five years time see this is something that I was discussing recently um, at the moment I really don't know um, things have very much changed for me over the last year and I had kind of direction with where I wanted to be and it's very much changed um, so I can see myself kind of doing more maybe reducing the hours that I work for like the NHS and um, putting more hours and effort into kind of my sports nutrition side of things which is quite exciting Mm. Um, but because I forgot to mention earlier actually um, that I'm doing some research with the university at the moment um, helping to put together some papers research so that's really exciting um, so you know you said about me having more free time <laughs> <laughs> that's not actually happening no <laughs> you just don't stop uh, no I'm just one of those people I think um but yeah hopefully if things go the way that I want them to kind of feeling a bit more settled maybe thinking about having a family um but hopefully still getting out there doing what I love doing um whatever that might be because it might change yeah. as the years go on as well yeah and that's absolutely okay yeah I like that that is it definitely is absolutely okay but as long as you're enjoying doing what you're doing because I think people sometimes look back and think I used to really enjoy that why don't I enjoy that anymore yeah um, but that's okay as long as you find something else that kind of fills that gap definitely yes love that thanks Patrick. <laughs> that's really good you're making me think about a lot of stuff love it um well thank you very much for your time today and your busy busy lifestyle as I have now found out it has not got any less busy since you're doing lots of research <laughs> for the university now um but yeah thank you very much for your time and we it's shall see you yeah thanks for having me again thank you take care bye and you bye Thank you guys so much for joining today and listening to Not Another Runner podcast. Please tell your friends and family who you think would enjoy the content I'll be sharing. Don't forget you can get in touch with me over on Instagram via Not Another Runner. Let me know your thoughts on the podcast, any suggestions on guests or topics. This is greatly appreciated. Send me your questions through as well if you want and use the hashtag why I run to be featured. And hey, if you can hit subscribe to the podcast, this will really help me to be able to give you more thank you again and remember when you get up and exercise or go for a run you never regret going but you always regret not going have a great week guys and speak soon